0: Do you miss ketchup on your low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Alternasweets, Alternasweets alternasweets.com, the healthy option for ketchup. It's sweetened with stevia and has the highest quality non-GMO ingredients. There are no artificial ingredients at all. In fact, there's no added sugar of any kind and keto ketchup that actually tastes like real ketchup. Guys, I have been using this, and it is now my favorite condiment in my kitchen. Alterna Suites offers free shipping on all U.S. orders, and there is a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't love it as much as Jimmy Moore does, they will refund your money, and you don't even have to send it back. Again, it's called Alterna Suites. Head on over to AlternaSuites.com, and you can get your hands on this Keto Ketchup Alterna Sweets. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a lady by the name of Dr. Annette Bosworth, and she's out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She is an internal medicine physician for over two decades, helping patients overcome long term chronic conditions through lifestyle adjustments, preventative medicine and other therapeutic paths. She likes to go on the media a lot, so she's been all over the media, and in, in addition to medicine, she also loves speaking at town halls and churches and jails and universities, from politics to mission work. She lets her faith lead her to the next chapter of her always fun and exciting life, um, and so she does this uh, on a daily basis, you guys, and guess what? She's all into keto, so that makes her a perfect candidate to talk to me here today on the Live La Levita Low Carb Show. What's up, Annette?
2: Hello, Jimmy. Thanks for the invite. I feel so privileged to be part of your guest list.
0: Oh, and it was so fun talking to you at Keto Fest. So uh, I got to sit down and and break bread with you, but uh, ba- break bacon with you, I guess is the <laughs> is the keto version of that phrase now. Uh, but we had a good time there at Keto Fest, and I learned more about you. You gave me a copy of your book which by the way, you guys, is called Any Way You Can. Dr. Bosworth shares her mom's cancer journey, a beginner's guide to ketones for life. A really compelling story about your mom that we're going to talk about here today along with your book. But tell us more about yourself. How did you get interested in medicine?
2: Hog chores.
0: Hog chores? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: What the heck does that mean?
2: (laughs) Maybe that's the bacon keto connection.
0: There you go. Hog chores.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was destined for keto, Jimmy. No, I grew up on a family farm, and if you've uh, interviewed the true roots of people in a family farm.
0: Yes, uh, I've had te- Joel Salton on here before.
2: I tease my dad. He prayed for a boy and got me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's see, what would be the uh, male version of Annette? Uh, bubbet, bu- bubba? <laughs>
2: It, it was uh, a, you know, really small uh, town of less than 800 people. And we lived a good 15 minutes away from that. Yes. So our little family grew up in the very rural part of South Dakota. And I can remember thinking there has to be a better way to live life than this.
0: Than a small <laughs> town or than what?
2: <laughs> the farming world of hog chores. Yeah. So my, my, my dad had this really, uh, well, now that I have, Teenagers of my own, I I give him kudos for a very creative way to keep his very outgoing, energetic uh, daughter from uh, too much boy time. Maybe, mm-hmm. and that was he he made sure that I did book that I did the hog chores, which was to clean the hog barn once a month or once a week. Yeah, uh, my little sister would do this with me, and it was specifically done on Saturday, which meant. If You went in that hog barn on Saturday. There isn't a boy that wanted to come in 10 feet of you, in two
0: days. and I'm sure you smell real pretty on Sunday morning for church. So
2: I came up with some very creative ways to not bring that stink into my <laughs> body, it's like ran wrapped in my hair, and all kinds of fun things.
0: But you know, it was probably kind of fun because you were right there next to food, uh, and oh we've kind of lost that in this day and age. We'll definitely get into that a little more later on, but uh, continue.
2: Yeah. It, it actually brings life full circle that even though I, I say that often, why did you become a doctor? And I say hog chores. Um, the truth is I grew up in a really small connected co- town. Yeah, I had a mother who was very intimately connected to our community from being the county auditor to the Uh, superintendent of the sunday school to leading vacation bible school she was super mom yeah volunteering at the school and being really involved in the decisions of a community and there's nothing that could have imprinted my my drive to stay connected to my community better than what my mother
0: did that's awesome
2: so I did uh, study my way right out of that small town, though, and I was the first uh, to go to a four-year college in my yeah, family. Yeah, University of South Dakota because it was cheap.
0: Of course, in-state <laughs> in- is always better than the out-of-state tuition costs.
2: Yeah, honestly, and I was a-, a college cheerleader there. I really found, you know, that next step up the ring of life experiences and really engaged in the college life. Is that a culture
0: shock going from a town of eight hundred, and you're on the outskirts of that town to what size was your college town?
2: Yeah, you know, when the college is not in session, it's only like five thousand town, but it goes to like thirty thousand. Wow! Yeah, it's really a college town if you can um, imagine that it kind yes, of. Yes, I can.
0: We have one down here in South Carolina, Clemson. Is that way? Yeah during during the uh, when the college is in session, it's just a packed town. And when it's not, it's just a few thousand people. So,
2: Yes. And you take advantage of the activity, but I would be the kind of student that stayed through the summer.
0: Yes. I did the same thing. I never went home. Well, number one, I was trying to stay, stay away from home and in your case, to keep from having to clean the pigs, right?
2: <laughs> well, and then I, I had my dad say something to me when I said, when I had shared these ideas of becoming a doctor. Um I had no one in my personal sphere of influence that was a doctor. Yeah. So he encouraged me to be a nurse's assistant, a nurse's aide. And there was this job that if I would work the summers I would get to work, you know, closer to the emergency room, closer to the hospital instead of just in the nursing home side. And so I chose to do that to say if I could put in the energy and be in the environment and still like what I was doing with that layer of uh, responsibilities then it just gave me confidence that I was going to like where I was going. Nice. And I had no point of reference. So hog chores to nurses aid to, uh, uh, med school. Right.
0: Where'd you go to med school?
2: Uh, same college, actually university of South Dakota has one uh, medical school. So the whole state has one medical school. So I went to the state medical school and then I did residency in Utah at university of Utah. And that was known for having, um, really great internal medicine program, but also being uh, electronically connected um, very early in my career. So that really has been some of the foundations for saying data-driven evidence for how you are as a physician, how is your performance? And it's not just this gut feeling that I connect with my patients, but there's data that says, nope, you really don't check blood pressure at every visit. You need to do better.
0: Wow. Well, and then, and then the healthcare law came along a few years ago. That put all these new restrictions on you and other paperwork on you. I know a lot of people in the medical profession. They just got inundated with all the paperwork. That it, they just said, "No, I'm getting out of this gig," and it just wasn't worth it to them anymore.
2: It's a huge part of that um, observation for where you hit an industry in your career. I entered this uh, world as the first person to, I mean, I've never touched a paper chart. So being part of an electronic health record. You were always
0: always e-records.
2: Right. Nice. Yeah. What you develop is a skill set and a comfort level to say, here's how we can do it better. Here's how we can improve it instead of, you know, how do I change what I know to something I don't. But what I've found is what happened with the mentors that I had lots of by the time I became on my own is that the private physician is a time of the past because of the heavy weight of what it takes to, to study your medical data and keep up with taking care of the, you know, the underserved and the elderly Medicare, Medicaid. If you want to be part of that, you have to do these reports. You have to have that data and you can't do it outside of having an electronic medical record.
0: So, well, and meanwhile, and I'm sure there's algorithms that could help you assimilate that information. But meanwhile, you also have to keep up with continuing education and what's going on uh, in the world of health that could help my patient. So, yeah, it's I, I often criticize the mainstream medicine uh, community, but it's never individual doctors because you guys have some of the hardest jobs, I think, in the entire world.
2: It's It, it has been, you know, I, I always said to myself that after residency, the medical world would be easy, but at least residency was structured uh, of intense time and hours. Yeah. When you get into this private world, the temptation of being a good mom and a good wife and a good friend, all <laughs> take away from the time, you know, good yeah. The community. Yeah. Not if you want to keep up with everything, how do you have time for all that?
0: Right. So, Annette, <laughs> I'm curious, how many, uh, how much time did you get devoted nutrition in your uh, medical education, I always like to ask this of people who've gone through medical school, Uh, how much did you get?
2: You know, I think there was four hours. I have thought about that question so much as I've listened to other podcasts and other uh, doctors talk about their training. And as I, you know, went back to say, did I ever know this? Yeah. (laughs) And I have some notes written in the side of my biochemistry book on the page with ketones. It has nothing to do with ketones. It has right. everything to do with the danger of ketoacidosis. That's and- right.
0: Yeah, I've I've asked that question to many uh, uh, medical professionals over the years, old schoolers that have been doctors for four plus decades, and then even graduates, recent graduates of medical school. And the same answer is anywhere between a three hour seminar and up to two weeks. The two weeks one was like a, a functional medicine type of uh, training. And I'm, oh, yeah, well, of course. <laughs> so,
2: well, but, it really is. You know, there are some amazing things that have happened in the healthcare education models that are out there. Yeah. And one of the core I, as a, you know, assistant professor for my medical school for a time, I... Saw how to unpack and how to deliver this stuff in the very short time we get, really, a, a three year process to say, How do you get all this information in their heads? Right. And, you know, one of the best things that I've kind of coupled to and, and given hope to these students who are really trying to just like fire hydrant absorb how much science has to offer, and that is you better know how to find the answers, mm-hmm. which is the key skill. Yes. And sorting the fluff uh, information from evidence information. And boy, this ketogenic journey gives me the opportunity to practice what I preach by, w- w- do we have data? And what can I do with that data? Right. And now, how do I apply it to someone as, as, you know, intimately connected to my life as my own mother? And boy, that is a tight rope.
0: Well, let's get into that story because I think it's fascinating whenever someone who's been traditionally trained uh, in medicine and by your own admission, a four hour seminar that taught you probably very little about actual nutrition. It's just the biochemistry of things, probably, and the physiology of it all, Uh, maybe hormone changes that happen when you eat certain foods, yada, yada. Um, So tell us your keto journey, because I think this is really fascinating. And I actually play a little small role in that.
2: Yes, you do actually. So as I started out, um, you know, the the career of independent medicine, private practice in my own clinic, um, I find that feedback uh, for how well I'm doing with patients um, doesn't come from insurance companies, doesn't come from these reports from Medicare or Medicaid, but comes with a patient who says, I've come three times to ask you this question and you still haven't studied it and that is a heavy lift but i'd had a patient come to me several times with a malabsorption problem that just didn't follow the textbooks it wasn't right yep and i had had a tickle of information um uh, her her malabsorption problem was also leading to a, a brain that couldn't recover from a severe trauma so there was something connected to the way her bowels were absorbing fats and the way her brain couldn't heal from this severe depression uh, due to a trauma. So I'm I'm one for listening to podcasts and I had listened to Tim Ferriss in November of 2015 mm-hmm. interviewed Dom Diagostino. Yep. And, and as you know, he is, you know, studying Navy seals, their brain for performance, their seizure problems. You know, there's a nice trail of how he connected the dots of discovery and brains and brain healing. And it came back to this high fat diet. And at which point I had a tickle of curiosity, but not enough to slow down and really study it.
1: So what
0: was your initial thought when you heard high fat diet? Did all of the bells and whistles in your head say cardiovascular disease? Did all that kind of <laughs> pop in your head? Of course. Yeah.
2: You know. In the setting, I couldn't—I couldn't possibly sort that there was so little carbohydrates in the diet he was explaining. Right. Even though he was using the right words, my mind couldn't shift to, "Well, what does that look like?" Yeah. How does are they eating
0: sticks of butter? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Exactly. So I must have gone and listened to that a couple of times because um, it was in about three months later that the patient had come back these couple of times and said. We still haven't answered the problem. I'm still having these stools that are very oily. I, I don't think I'm absorbing fat. And I had done every textbook test under there to see is it pancreatic enzymes? What's the matter? And um, you know, gut flora. Should we do a? I don't know if you've heard of stool transplants where they? Take oh yeah, some-
0: fecal transplant. Yep, I had a guy <laughs> on here, Doctor Art Ayers, right at a decade ago. He talked about like putting it in a in a syringe and then squirting it up. I'm like. Okay, this sounds like sci-fi stuff, but okay. <laughs> oh,
2: right, and these are these are medical journals that are writing about it, and you're yeah. like, I don't even know how to broach that with a patient. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, so
0: here's what we're going to do, patient, and
2: <laughs> right. So the this patient was a very big curiosity, and I don't. I, I'm a, I'm pretty competitive. I like having answers. I like understanding things, and I I actually came across. Um, the, you know, the diet that uh, Dom Diagostino had talked to, to Tim Ferriss about was, you know, regarding brain and mental function and mental stamina, but also, you know, he touched on the endurance athletes and how well they were doing. Yep. He, of course, mentioned these Navy SEALs, which are some of the top performers in the human race. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't a, you know, a whimsical conversation that was a very deep, well thought out, very researched conversation that kept coming back into my mind whenever this patient would return to the clinic. So I did some Googling and I found this um, this packet, if you would, that you could download the lectures of experts talking about the science behind um, the ketogenic diet. It had taken place in Cape Town, South Carolina, South uh, America, South Africa, excuse yeah. me, Good. <laughs> I will get it right yet. South
0: Carolina, South Africa, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one of them's you, one of them's not you, and the other one's
0: <laughs> And one of them I've been to, yeah.
2: <laughs> so and in that you got, I think it was, I don't know, fifty dollars or something, and I downloaded all of these lectures and um it hit in a chapter of my life where I wasn't seeing many patients. I had closed my practice um for uh, for a, a major part of the volume of patients. And had the space and time to really dedicate to studying something that I didn't um, plan on studying.
0: And you didn't learn in medical school at all.
2: At all. It was. Other than the
0: context of ketoacidosis, as you mentioned.
2: As I'm looking at some of the lectures from, you know, Dr. Westman and um, Tim Noakes and um, Jason Fung, uh, these were all in this lecture packet that. You know, I, I took no, I felt like I was in medical school. I took notes. I was very intrigued. Unfortunately, I had been suffering from a, a high uh, carbohydrate diet in a time of very high stress in my life. So my brain couldn't focus as long as it had in medical school. And I, I must've had to go through these lectures two or three times. And there was probably 15 hours of lectures there. Mm hmm. I, you know that's a good 45 hours if you do it straight but it, it it was never one hour took one hour one hour took you know one hour lecture took me like you know three to four hours to and you were taking
0: that. notes and stopping and pausing and planning more yeah
2: totally i had this biochemistry book from medical school dusted off opened up and i found the place the way you know four measure four paragraphs in the book that talked about ketones and ketone production and you know, chylomicron absorption and liver metabolism for yep. fat. And you're like, huh, I kind of, maybe I learned it, but boy. I'd it wasn't come- <laughs>
0: explicit. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so here I was, um, you know, really studying this and I couldn't help but um, appreciate how much of this was related to improvement of mental function. Yeah and if there is a thread that's run through my medical clinic from the first week i was in private practice um is that when patients if you want to be the best in your class of internal medicine doctors taking care of evidence-based medicine you have to holistically take care of the patient you yeah. cannot just measure that blood pressure or check their depression score you have to you know, really wrap your arms and mind around their life.
0: Well, and your patient isn't just the numbers on a piece of paper. Your patient's that human being sitting in front of you. And sometimes the eye test, that's what you're that's what you're paid for is to have the eye test of are they truly healthy? Are they truly getting better with whatever it is you're telling them to do to to get better? Um, and I think that's a lost art in modern medicine.
2: Absolutely. This is one of the tragedies for Yes, we all have metrics. We do get to measure how well we make an impact. But when it's in the presence of an industrial driven process and the ownership isn't on the physician and the patient, boy, we have a tough chapter ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, getting healthier, trying to start. You heard all the ketonians talk. Kiss My Keto, high in fat. Oh, yeah, low carb. Check it out. So official. Nothing used that's artificial. Products full of electrolytes. Raise your ketones, get you right. Woo! Everything on the label. Oh, yeah, 100%. What's listed is what you get from the fruits to supplements. Healthy mix of all the fats, few carbs. I'ma be real. And the new ketogenic bar. It's a meal that'll get you far. Yeah, kissmyketo.com. Use LLVLC for 20% off. $50 purchase or more on one order. Yeah.
0: Are you having issues with fatigue the keto flu or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet then allow me to introduce you to keto vitals they will solve all of these issues keto vitals is a high dose electrolyte and a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle they use only the best ingredients in fact their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity keto vitals is 100 percent Guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to ketovitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code Keto1515 both on Amazon and at ketovitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. I was at that South Africa event. It was the first time I ever met. Jason Fung as the first time I met Tim. No, there was a bunch of people I had never met before. So that was a lot of fun to share the stage with them. And so that was neat that, you know, when we were doing that conference, we knew it would have reverberation. But here you are as a testimony today of that was kind of what really set the wheels in motion. And you decided to go keto, didn't you?
2: Absolutely. In fact, I've always wanted to ask you when you were preparing to, you know, pick up your your whole world, head to South Africa for, must've been at least a week. Uh, and for a conference like that, you know, you get to pick and choose conferences to go to, but yeah. um, did, did you get invited? Did they invite you? How did that, you know, was it just a Tim Noakes like strong arming everybody to go?
0: <laughs> well, here, here's how Tim set it up. I want the best of the best in the world of keto. And so wow. he went out and he found literally everybody and anybody that had influenced him in his own story to understanding this. And of course that included having Steve Finney and Eric Westman and Gary Taubes and Zoe Harcomb and the, the, and Jason Fung and the list goes on and on. And so he, yeah, he wrote to me and he said, Hey, I would be honored to have you represent kind of the keto blogging social media community. And, uh, yeah, I had just released the year prior keto clarity and it was the first kind of major consumer version of, of explaining keto to, to everyday patients. And so he saw value in that and said, I want you to talk. So I I was very honored to share the stage with all those very prestigious uh, superstars.
2: Well, I would just say congratulations because, you know, I actually have all of the books that you've written because I think it's one of those uh, uh, places where the beauty of what happens when you write a book is that you don't do what most physicians do, which is. Um, we all touch on this insecurity that we don't know much about ketones. Mm-hmm. So, so, what happens to us? Well, we we overcompensate and say, "Well, let's study the heck out of it," right. and then talk like really advanced scientists because we're, you know, supposed to be experts. And um, boy, you lose your audience in a heartbeat.
0: Yep, and that's my role in this in this community is I try to you know talk to people like yourself. You can go there with all the gobbledygook and I can follow you. And then I go, okay, guys, here's what she just said.
2: <laughs> well, it was really attractive to read your books and say, this is exactly what patients need to read. Yeah. And you know, that basic, how do you begin this conversation? So I had finished up, uh, not even all the lectures. I was in the process of dedicating a, you know, a certain number of hours a week to study this because I really wanted to unpack this. I, Take care of broken brains in my clinic, whether it's depression or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or, you know, f- brain fog, uh, cortisol problems. If you've got a brain problem, uh, you pro- and, I mean, my clinic, there's going to be something that uh, I touch on to assess your brain function. And then um, when other folks can't figure it out, they send them to me.
0: Is your patient population mostly older people? Is that why brain health is an issue? Because usually internal medicine uh, physicians, uh, that's not at the top of their list is doing neurodegenerative type prevention.
2: Right. It is a subset that I've really enjoyed, but it is not common. Right. I began there with, um, honestly, a very early um, tragedy in my clinic where a patient committed suicide. Uh, He was uh, bipolar and I missed it. And that um, really struck home to doing a better job of assessing mental health and how much that has just changed the path of my medical career as far as if you want the best diabetes numbers, they can't be depressed. You have to address their mental health.
0: Yeah, we Um, had Carrie Brown on here recently sharing her story of how keto really helped her overcome her bipolar 2 disease. And yeah, that's nothing to play around with.
2: Absolutely. You know, I, I spent a good part of my early medical career doing lots of neuroscience lectures based on internal medicine, the basics in nutrition, the basics in um, sleep health, sleep hygiene, mm-hmm. and how to repair a brain. So that's where it started throughout the years. I'll tell you a lot of my broken brains are referrals uh, through life of addiction. Wow. And, you know, that uh, addiction medicine, uh, although is a very um, it's a very tragic part of our healthcare delivery process right now, but it is the one place in medicine where you still are welcomed to connect this biopsychosocial spiritual model of addressing the whole patient because I can lock you up in a jail and take away your addiction, but we didn't really
0: <laughs>
2: right? It and, sucks yeah.
0: for a few days, but yeah <laughs>
2: right, exactly. like that there's more to this than the absence of your addiction.
0: We can get people over their sugar addiction that way. Just lock them up. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding, guys.
2: <laughs> well, I will tell you, I do think that there has been a, a divine you know, guidance of mastering sleep, mastering nutrition, mastering brain repair, and then really becoming a, a advocate for addiction repair. Mm. Before I touched on, how could I use this to expertly deliver information on the ketogenic diet?
0: Yes. Wow. Uh,
2: yeah, so I'll tell you, after those lectures were about a third done, I announced to my husband um, that I. yes, what, gonna- <laughs> honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's stacked on top of my husband is the one who married the farm girl who was <laughs> supposed to be a boy. So I'm very driven and yes. on, our, on our wedding cake. Um, you know, I got married between medical school and residency, which is in a very intense time. I do not recommend planning a wedding then, but. But delegated a lot of things, and one of the things I delegated was that on top of the wedding cake are usually some figurines of yeah. the bride's groom, and my husband was in charge of that, so we get to the toast at the wedding, Uh-oh. and...
0: <laughs> what football What football team? Just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Almost that bad. There stands a groom that looks just like him, and next to the groom was this little uh, matchbox figure of a bulldozer. Oh, that's...
0: <laughs> is he trying and, to send you a message early in your marriage?
2: Yes. He says very, he goes for those of you that think, you know, my cute little wife, who's a, a homecoming queen and a college cheerleader and a little doctor. If you're not careful, she'll just bulldoze right over you when she wants
0: something. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Was he right? <laughs>
2: up as the only one clapping at this shocking statement for the wedding my mother you know, stood up and boldly clapped and said oh he knows who he's marrying
0: oh that's funny <laughs> thanks mom
2: <laughs> so i announced that we're gonna go keto and this is what's gonna happen and yes. I, husband,
0: a, about two and a half years ago that happened right
2: yeah and i failed miserably <laughs> my husband who has been you know part of our uh you know what happens when i come home with a new idea he implements them 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, he actually, from our wedding date for the next three years, lost 150 pounds um, and has kept it off for 20 years.
0: Wow. Right. Good for so, him.
2: Right. That was, he's like, no, I just did what you told me.
0: Wow. Don't you hate dudes like that? <laughs> I hear, I hear emails from women all the time. Why is my husband, you know, he's not interested in this at all, but I tell him a little bit of some of the basics of it. He does it and he just has phenomenal success and I'm still stuck on the same weight. I'm still feeling bad. Yada, yada.
2: Oh, we get the privilege of bearing children, but boy, yes. we do have a heck of a hormone problem to keep oh, that on. Right? Yes. yes. So I explained this to my husband and I, you know, I said, I don't want you to tell it, you know, just just you know, you and I are going to do it. Don't tell the kids just us. And he, I'm explaining this to him. And he's like, well, this is what you've been doing for a long time. When you, you know, all the stuff you've told me to do. And I poo poo that say, no, it's not been this strict, 20 carbs, 20 carbs a day. And, um, for the next month, I, I failed to pee a ketone. I, I'm, I just couldn't get my very insulin resistant system, which is probably about 45 to 50 pounds overweight at the time uh, to let go of that high insulin in enough days in a row so that I could pee.
0: What were you eating before you started this? And then what major changes did you make to the diet after? Did your body just need extra time for adaptation?
2: You know, I really think I had um, my biggest crutches where I still put sweetener into a coffee. I love coffee, but I had never gone with black coffee. I had never gone with just cream. I was, you know, the super skim milk, white, and then put some sugar or sugar substitute in there.
0: What's your favorite sugar substitute at that time? Was it Splenda?
2: Yeah, I I did Truvia at that time. Uh, And I did, you know pretty consistently like two packs in a coffee
0: which is like mostly so, erythritol and a little bit of stevia
2: yes and so those are pretty good ones when you look at the spectrum but boy i still couldn't be a ketone and and of course i hadn't even heard of the word fasting yet i mean not literally but really it was, that the, was-,
0: uh, it was the other f word so.
2: <laughs> so i uh i failed and i i had done things like there was sugar in my gum which i didn't really think about i would ah, I, yeah
0: and i would
2: get onto the computer to do the charting at night, I would chew gum. Oh yeah. Boy, that would just send me right out of ketosis. Um, I I know this now looking back, but I didn't know I was doing it at the time. So I was super frustrated to, you know, be competitive. My husband pees a ketone in 48 hours. I'm a month in and still not doing this.
0: Yeah. I bet it was.
2: Yeah. So then uh, it came Memorial Day that year. There was a, a, a hike around our, city in the name of veterans with mental health issues, mm-hmm. a huge part of my population in my clinic. And I took my boys and did the thing my mother did, which is, you know, be part of a community effort. And we are going to walk 22 miles around our city.
0: Oh, that'll boost your ketones.
2: <laughs> I need a ketone. I was so excited. Yes. Four and, months
0: and 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 uh, what was it? Uh, hi- having a hike 20 plus miles. There you go. Yeah. That's how you get into ketosis, guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're going
0: to turn off everybody from this poor diet, yes. That's funny. We're talking to to Dr. Annette Bosworth. I want to mention your website, Annette, bozmd.com. That's B-O-Z-M-D.com. But uh, we could stay here in jibber-jabber for a little while, but I want to get into your story about your mom because this is what you wrote your book about. Again, the book, you guys, is called Any Way You Can. Dr. Bosworth shares her mom's cancer journey Tell us about the keto connection to this story.
2: Right. So that's where this gets to be quite a compelling story is that my mom had suffered from a cancer for over 10 years. And as an internist, I actually one of the major reasons I moved back to South Dakota was her diagnosis was when we moved back. So, 2007, she has this diagnosis and it's a it's a sneaky little thing. It doesn't give you any symptoms. It just kind of robs you of energy and really melts your immune system. And she had done well. In the 10 years, we'd had a couple of rounds of chemo. um, And the way you measure this specific cancer is you time how quickly it doubles. So at first it doubled every four years. um, Then it was every two years. um, But when it gets to doubling every uh, six to 12 weeks, then we hit it with a very hearty dose of chemotherapy that knocks it down. And then it kind of starts over again. But in true form of the nastiness of cancer, the second time around it grows faster, the third time around it grows faster, and it kind of outsmarts our chemotherapy. So she's 71 at the time, and we're walking into an appointment that we both know has got some tough results. Um, and we don't have the lab results in front of us, but we know that she isn't feeling good and that the doctor didn't share the lab results with us ahead of time. So that oh, was always, yeah, red that was a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we walk in and just like right out of a movie, she says something before the doctor walks in. Uh, she says, I just need you to know if he says chemotherapy, the clothes that I want you to use at my funeral are on the top shelf.
0: Wow. In my. That puts a lump in your throat, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it just took my breath away. Here's the hero of my life, this woman who's shaped and molded my whole, you know, measurement of the world. And she says these words, and I can't hardly process them within the next 30 seconds, the doctor walks in. And he says what we were afraid of. He says chemo. And we walk out of the room a few minutes later, and it's a a pink slip. And the pink slip, we take over to the lady who then schedules the chemotherapy. And I've been in keto one month now, it's been one month since my hike, and I'm really proud of uh, how much the science of what happened at that um, South Africa conference was turning out to be true. And I meant that by the mental clarity, the number of backlinks that I had taken time to study, and just really becoming more of an expert on this ketogenic diet. Um, and then I was reaping the benefits the longer I was on the, in ketosis, the longer I could study this, the, the sharper was my mind, the yep. faster I could learn things. So the reward was without a doubt, this momentum that had kind of shifted in my system. I'd probably lost 10 or 15 pounds, but it wasn't the pounds I was focused on. I couldn't believe how much better I felt. Yes. Yeah. Resounding, we hear this when we, when folks go keto, right? Oh yeah. So Um, I asked my mom in this really important moment. I said, mom, do you trust me? And she looks at me like, what a stupid question. Of course I trust you. And I said, I mean, with your whole life. And she stops walking and she says, of course, I trust you with my whole life. Why? I said, I want you to put off chemotherapy and give me six weeks. We're going to do something together and we take a left turn we do not go down the hallway to take to deliver the the pink slip to the chemotherapy nurse and we drive to the farm which is a hundred miles away from me as i explain a ketogenic diet and we empty out the cupboards in this farmhouse and it took like a a wagon uh, uh, that you pull behind your house or before pull behind your car uh, filled with donated goods to, to empty out the cupboards of the processed food and the stored food that she had in that farmhouse. And she went keto that day. Wow. And, you know, that was, there's a few testimonies that I really find. I, people say, why did you write a book? And um, I'll, I tell them, this was, these were little notes to my mom that I kept. Wow. On how, how do I help her through this? And how can I show her this isn't some whimsical diet? She's 71 years old. She's been around the block. She's tried diets. She's tried losing weight. Um, This is so much more than that. And at this point, her life depended on it. Um, By this point, I had done research and read some of uh, Thomas Seyfried's uh, textbook, uh, essentially, on cancer as a metabolic disease.
0: Yep. Very dense book, by the way, for all you lay people. And it's like 130 bucks because it's like a textbook, but such a tome on keto and cancer.
2: Yeah, it's like the Bible for understanding. If you're going to be an internist walking your mother through a ketogenic diet, um, you probably should have that book.
0: He actually put a story in there about me uh, when I first attempted to fast. And I, I, I made it six days and a half. Uh, this was long before I talked to Jason Fung and learned how to do a little longer than that. But uh, but he was so compelled by it. He's like, "Can I put that in my book?" I'm like, well, "Yeah,
2: <laughs> that is incredible." What what chapter is that? It's
0: late in the book. I don't remember. It's been many years ago that he wrote that book. Now, but um, but it's in the back half. I think if you actually look in the index and look for my name, it pops oh. up the page. But it's I know it's towards the back of the book.
2: Well, what an excellent uh, <clears throat> tribute because. You know, his energy and his, you know, metabolic thinking is exactly the conversations that need to be happening on the medical world. Yep. When, I, when I talk about, you know, with patients, you know, the books like uh, uh, and the language that Dr. Westman uses, which matches mine in many ways and in many ways what you have done. Um, I do great until you run into your academians that need need the language of yes. Dr.
0: Westman. If you love great olive oil, do I have a deal for you. As one of my listeners, you're entitled to receive for $1, listen to this, for just $1, a $39 bottle of one of the world's finest artisanal olive oils. And what makes this oil really special? It was just fresh pressed at the new harvest. So it's bursting with more harvest fresh flavor than any olive oil you've ever tasted. It's yours for just one buck to help cover shipping as your introduction to the fresh-pressed olive oil club. And there's no obligation to buy anything now or ever. But what exactly is fresh-pressed olive oil? And why is it so much more flavorful than store-bought olive oil? The problem with store-bought olive oils is that they can sit on store shelves for months, even years, growing stale or even rancid. The olive, after all, is a fruit. And olive oil is similar to a fruit juice in that it's much more flavorful when fresh-pressed. And that's what's unique about oils from my friends at the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. They rush their oils direct to your door by plane and special delivery truck straight from the latest harvest. This means that you, your family, and lucky guests can enjoy top-of-the-line artisanal olive oils at their peak of harvest-fresh flavor and nutritional value. This is great news for us low-carb lovers because pure, fresh-pressed olive oil has zero carbs. Zero carbs! It adds whole layers of amazing flavor to your favorite low-carb dishes, your roasted vegetables, healthy salads, grilled meats, delicate fish, toasted nuts, oh yeah! I can tell you from personal experience, once you try this fresh-pressed olive oil, you'll never go back to store-bought again. Try it yourself and see. For your 39 bottle for a buck, go to jimmyoliveoil.com. That's jimmyoliveoil.com. One more time, jimmyoliveoil.com. How would you like to test your blood ketones for just $1 per strip? Join the Keto Clarity Club at bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing. And join the club to get $1 strips when purchased in vials of 50. You get to choose how often that they will ship to you and you'll still get that $1 price per strip. And while you're at bestketonetest.com, make sure you get the meter. And we also have glucose strips sold in vials of 50. And you'll get $5 off with the coupon code Jimmy. There's also the Ketonian Special Kit, which allows you to get the meter, Lancet, as well as a starter pack of blood ketone test strips. Again, it's bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo Blood Ketone and Blood Glucose Testing. BestKetoneTest.com.
2: So um here I was explaining to my mom that cancer. If I would biopsy your cancer mom and I would take it. the genome and map out the the cells that are cancerous in your body do you know that we would rarely find two cells that match in their genetics Mm. and this was shocking she's like well isn't cancer a genetic problem i have this because of my genetics and i you know i feel this sinking in my heart like oh i have failed i didn't even teach my mom some of the stuff that i knew yeah So I said, no, cancer is this very wimpy cell that is much like a stubborn or a child that is not flexible. It can ripple through a group of people when they won't adapt and be flexible. Mm -hmm. And when you look at cancer cells, they are stubborn. They are they have one little rule that they like to follow, which is to use sugar. Uh, They can't adapt their little mitochondria to using ketones the way the way the rest of our body can. And if you want to make the power of your cancer, if you want to return power to your cancer patients, uh, give them the power of starving their cancer while their doctor does the best job that science can deliver today. Yeah. And I find that to be. Uh, You know, the reason where step one was to walk my mom almost blindfolded. She had no idea what a ketone was. She didn't care. She just
0: just wanted to feel better.
2: Right. She wanted to feel better. And she was actually um, very um, attracted to not doing chemo, but to do something like the number of years spent in a wilting system, a wilting body that wouldn't give her the energy she was asking for her you know she would do things that she would expect her energy to last like it had in the past and her body failed and it failed mm. and you know right when we walked into that appointment i think over that seven months she'd only had two weeks where she wasn't on antibiotics wow. her system was just that weak so we got her heavy whipping cream and coffee, and we had sugar substitutes at the time because I I was just trying to find out how can we succeed. Um, I bought a big stack of sardines for my dad, and I teased him with the fact that you can eat these again, and you can put salt on them, but you can't have any potatoes.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh,
2: the, uh, the invitation into a ketogenic world for two 71-year-olds who were their minds were slower. They were, they were old 71 year olds. And in 30 days um, we actually, we did six weeks before we went back, we called the the oncologist and said, we're just going to do another blood test in six weeks and see what happens Um, with her kind of cancer. It's not a crisis to do chemotherapy. It's suggested and very highly, you know, a good idea.
0: Was it cancer in the bone? What, What was the cancer?
2: It's called chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Okay. So it's a cancer of white blood cells. So those white blood cells can be found in your lymph nodes. So they gum up your lymph nodes and you get really big lymph nodes. You can feel in the armpits and in your neck, but the cancer cells are also living in your bone marrow. So the longer it grows, it takes up real estate out of your bone marrow and you don't have as much space for those red blood cells or those, um, um, platelets that are also growing in your bone
0: marrow the probably white blood- sucking nutrients all out of your body at the same time
2: yes talk about bone density that was just plummeting Yeah, you know the, the resources to feed her cancer were just gobbling up everything you know available and of course that steady supply of sugar was how they were able to to not just live but thrive in her body
0: So you put her on this for, you said, give me six weeks, mom. Uh, What happened? Did she ever do any chemo with it? Because a lot of the people I've interviewed, uh, people like Dom, uh, Dominique DiAgostino and uh, and different ones I've had on here, they say that keto doesn't necessarily replace uh, chemotherapy, but it could be a nice adjunct so that you don't have to use as much of it. Uh, Is that what eventually happened? Or did you do this completely without any chemo at all?
2: Right. Well, we didn't do chemo for those six weeks. Okay. I I had to. I had to prove to her and really to me because here I'm. What four months into studying this, you know, this way of thinking, and despite all of the interest at getting my answers answered, I couldn't find the answer. Does CLL? That's what this cancer is called. Short. Does CLL have a glucose dependent chemistry? And the answer was, well, nobody knew.
0: Well, and some cancers actually can thrive on ketones, obviously not to the degree uh, of the ones that thrive on glucose, those those light up like a Christmas tree on the PET scan. Um, right. And so I think that's the challenge when you start talking keto and cancer. What's the kind of cancer? And is it one of the ones that thrives on glucose primarily or on ketones primarily? So I suppose it was a bit of a risk at the time when you did well, put your mom on this uh, diet.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, when faced with You know, wanting nothing to do with medicine and this this kind of older woman where the shadow of my mother hid inside of her was saying, I choose to die. I'm not doing that chemo again. Yeah. Looks how much you know in the book I refer to my mother as Mary Poppins.
0: Yes. I love that by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Filled with magic and energy and positive and forgiveness and grace. Just the perfect example of those things. And you could hardly whisper those adjectives in her presence because they just they were gone
0: yeah you lost your mom before you lost her
2: absolutely absolutely so at the six-week point um we walk back into the doctor and once again he hasn't shared the labs with us so we don't know the answer but we got the labs done the day before and she walks into the the doctor and we had you know prayed that it was like you know it was already doubling at six weeks at this point so it'd been another six weeks so maybe it had you know, doubled or even more by now, but we were hoping that it only like went up by 30 by 50% or maybe went up by 70%. And when we opened the labs, uh, as we sat there in the doctor's office, they had dropped by 30%. Wow. And that is unheard of. That is wow. of. What did the
0: oncologist this- think that had to be funny for you to be there. <laughs> and what was it? Was there, was there mouth on the ground? Cause I'm sure they never see that in patients.
2: Right. He looks at us saying, what have you been doing?
0: <laughs> Have and you been sneaking told, chemo from someone else? Yeah, right.
2: and I told my mother before we went in. I'm like, if he asks any questions, just I, I'm not. I'm not ready to answer all of these advanced questions to a you know one of the best hematology oncologists in the community. Yeah. Super fancy, super smart. I love that he takes good care of my mom, but I was not ready to debate this.
0: Here's the thing about oncologists that I, you would think with the the kind of physiology. Of cancer and and the way that glucose feeds into the cancer cells of most cancers out there, that this would be all up on their radar screen. But literally every oncologist I've ever talked to, they don't want to touch keto with a ten foot pole. What's up with that?
2: Oh, it's such a dangerous world. I mean, you can't um, you can't ignore how uh, litigious the medical world is. Oh, in yeah, life. <laughs> Yes, it's so I can't real. imagine with you
0: oncologists know, uh, with a very high mortality rate of their patients. It- yeah, that's really risky. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and you get to be that first, you know, the shepherds and sheep. If you're the guy standing outside the the pack, the wolf will get you. So if you're going to be the one standing outside the pack, boy, you better have some really solid evidence that you're doing the right thing.
0: But you would and- think at some point this has to become somewhat of standard of care to at least... Try what is wrong with real food as medicine?
2: You know, and I think that's where the the passion to write this book came from. Is I don't see an oncologist standing on a ketogenic diet uh, anytime in the next five years. I just don't see it happening. There are a few that I've seen do that, and I'll say they do not advertise it. They tell me in person, not in writing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's because they don't want the attack um, or the or the the liability. So as a primary care physician, I don't get to write your chemo. I don't get to be the one who decides when you get chemo. What I do get to do is be the supporting staff for helping the rest of your body flourish as much as possible. Yeah. And when I wrote this book, what I really saw happen was my mom made it the first six weeks with no chemo. The doctor said, well, you don't need chemo now. And we went another nine months before we needed chemotherapy. Wow during those first 10 months of ketosis, I woke up my mom. I woke up the 71 year old and turned back time. She was alive. And by the time we needed chemotherapy, nine yeah. months later, she handled it like a trooper. It didn't do anything close to her what, with what had been done to, before.
0: So Annette, is this what she was uh, singing uh, when she came on? Oh, play for me. I had a song already in uh, honor of your mom. Anyway, we'll get to it. Keep
2: going. (laughs) Mary Poppins one, I hope. Uh, Anyway, but the the point is, is that she and I didn't have hopes of that. We just wanted a a sustainable life, even if she never had chemotherapy. In fact, the day that the doctor came back in to offer chemotherapy, um, actually, she was in the hospital. And we had already fasted for 42 days. Um, And by now she'd had an infection. Again, this cancer is the enemy is infection. Your white blood cells are supposed to take care of it. But if all of your white blood cells that fight infection are deformed, you're going to have the weakest link is going to be an infection somewhere. And unfortunately, her weakest link was these pockets of diverticula at the lower part of her colon. That happens to most Americans as they age. And as long as you don't get an infection, you probably don't even know they're there. But boy, if you don't have white blood cells and you get a pocket of infection, uh, she swelled shut her colon. Oh, wow. And had just the most striking uh, consequence of... um, you know, a swollen bowel is one thing. Uh, we fasted for 40 some days and, uh, she was able to, uh, I'll save the uh, details for those who read the book of yes. what we did to reroute that stool. And she lived, um, uh, wow. the day that she walked into the hospital when I was, I was actually out of the country, I felt safe enough to leave and she ended up back in the emergency room and they infused her with a glucose saline. Oh, I know. This is awful. My so goodness. A year and a half into ketones. She hasn't had more than 20 carbs a day.
0: I bet it tasted she, gross.
2: Oh, good Lord. What happened was she swelled. She swelled so fast. Wow. Her eyes were swollen shut. She couldn't hardly open her mouth. They almost needed a breathing tube because the inflammatory response that I talk about in this, you know, what is the key of a ketogenic diet? Why is it so powerful to somebody who, who manages chronic illness? And it's because it's the enemy of inflammation. These chronic illnesses collect inflammation. And the more we can fight that or make it difficult for inflammation to grow, the healthier your brain, your heart, your your body will get. Let alone your cancer won't like it. Mm. And boy, she went from having a very reasonable cancer count, that infusion of glucose went in. She swelled shut, like everything swelled shut. Rings had to be cut off. I mean, unbelievable swelling. I I can't. It was like she was in a major trauma accident.
0: Wow. That was a punch in the gut for you because you'd seen her thrive and and she was that Mary Poppins again. Okay, supercalifragilistic.
2: That's exactly what she's saying. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She sang that song. <laughs>
0: Did she really? That's funny.
2: Mm-hmm. We sang it in Sunday school.
0: There you go. Supercalifragilistic. <laughs> so yeah. tell us the rest of the story as we finish up this podcast. What happened after that incident where they had to cut off the ring? She swelled up because of the sugar. I assume she recovered from that and went back to keto. And what happened?
2: Yeah, she was actually um, life-threatening swelling, uh, and they had to uh, do a colostomy because she no longer could have uh, her bowels shut down completely. Mm. So she ends up with a colostomy bag, and I we get her out of the hospital, get her back on ketosis, um, and that was two and a half years ago. Uh, since then, her cancer has needed chemotherapy. She's still with and- us,
0: you're saying, Yes.
2: And she is, in fact, it was great. This summer I gave her permission to die. <laughs> and she goes, what? I said, you know, mom, when we first started this journey.
0: It, That's what she wanted to it, do.
2: Yeah, the zombie that was, that was who you became is who my kids would have remembered. Wow. And because of this lease on life, you are you again. You are energized. You are articulate. You are funny. You are, you are Grandma Rose. And no matter what happens in the next chapter, whether the the cancer needs chemo or the chemo works or it doesn't work or whatever, uh, you're the kind of woman that they will remember forever. Uh, Not only through this love letter to my mom that turned out to be the book, but also through these stories of life and rejuvenation and and the, the testimony of saying, look, when you get really good medical advice and you do see the improvements Patients will go to extreme lengths to follow what their doctor says. She she was a testimony, and so have the patients that have read this book. They have seen that step one is this little bitty step, and then the next step gets easier, and the next step gets easier, and, and that's the story that is told in this book, that I really, I, I don't uh, brag well, but if you go to the Amazon reviews of this book and read some of the testimonies from patients that I've never met, okay, okay that makes them not patients, but people I've never met uh, saying, your book gave me hope. I read it with my mom. We did this together. And those are the little tidbits that I think are the most powerful transformation that a ketogenic diet can do. If if you have a loved one who's got cancer you know, don't stop seeing your doctors. They're trying their best to give them what 21st century evidence-based science can give them. Yeah. But what you can do is empower your mom, your loved one by doing this diet with them. And this book walks through a very powerful story of how I did that with my mom. And the book has been used to just begin the steps for people saying it's too overwhelming. I can't do it. Um, And then using this story with a little bit of science in there to say, here's why.
0: Yes. And I love the philosophy in that to fight it any way you can. So thus the title of your book, Any Way You Can, uh, and to uh, to have ketones for life. Um, And and this is something that I'm passionate about, obviously, as well. Um, And for sure, when you have these kind of chronic issues pop up in your life, what is the harm? That's the thing I keep coming back to. What is the harm of just eating real food and seeing what your body does to respond to that? Uh, and that's certainly something that you uh, discovered in your own Mary Poppins in your life. Uh, I really love kind of the imagery that you're using. And guys, this book, oh my gosh, if you want to see love of a daughter for a mother and and, and pouring out your heart and soul and really getting deep into this story. This is definitely something you want to read. And maybe it'll inspire you and someone in your life uh, who might be going through something similar. So uh, definitely check it out. Again, the book Any Way You Can by Dr. Annette Bosworth. So, Annette, uh, your website is uh, there, bozmd.com, B-O-Z-M-D.com. And, uh, yeah, man, wow. Your, Thank I mean, literally, I was looking at your book after you gave me one at Keto Fest, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this, got, this has got to get out there far and wide. So I'm glad we were able to do that here today on the Live and La Vida Low Carb Show.
2: Well, it's forever a blessing to have that kind of collaboration to help get what a wonderful message is uh, about ketones that you have projected. I do want to give you one bit of feedback. Sure. I have patients that listen to your podcast. Yeah. I must say, they quote you to me. (laughs) Uh
0: Uh-oh, what, uh, give me an example. (laughs) Uh, Crappy garbage. (laughs) uh,
2: Yes, that's one. But one of my favorite was uh, we talk about fasting in our our journeys and how there's a season for fasting. And you must, I don't know the specific podcast, but I swear they've all listened to it, where you talk about some of the struggles you had at fasting and then, you know, here's the salts that you use and here's the things that you you did. And here's yep. the way you distracted yourself and really made for a busyness. And they use that. So, well, in Jimmy Moore's world, this was not okay. <laughs> and I believe him and I'm going to follow what he says.
0: <laughs> hey, as long as the doc likes it, uh, then that's all right, right?
2: <laughs> Just listening to your stories and listening to your your journey is super motivating to patients, and I just want to say thank you for coaching them with me. Your voice is so valuable.
0: Thank you, and thank you for being a medical professional, being willing to kind of stick your neck out because when you're in this world and of alternative that goes outside the quote standard of care, and a lot of patients don't understand what that is, but it's tantamount in your, in your world or, or paramount in your world. Um, it's, it's nothing to play around with. And so you definitely have the courage to stand up for your convictions of, of knowing what works for your patient first, doing no harm, all of the kind of ethical codes that uh, physicians live up to. So thank you for all of your great work. And again, thanks for being here today on the live and La Vida low carb show.
2: Thank you, Jimmy. You are top notch.
1: Disc of Light